Kitchens and bathrooms are where buyers see value in property. They want a functional kitchen with a bit of today's style, quality appliances and designer bench tops. But it's expensive to transform your kitchen, especially if it's just for sale, not for you to benefit from it. Today, we have our effervescent tradie, Dean Davis from Emco Property, to explain how you can transform your kitchen on a budget when you want to sell. You're listening to Real Estate Right. Top experts talk about how to buy, sell, rent, and invest right. Your host is Sue Langder. Real Copyright is a team of copywriting experts working right across Melbourne, helping real estate agents, property managers, developers, and investors market their properties successfully. If you want copy with proven success, give Lisa a call on 03 5977 or email orders at realcopyright.com.au to find out more. Dean Davis from M & Co is real estate rights go-to stylist and real estate trade, helping those get their properties ready for sale. Featured in July's Australian International Furniture Fair, Dean is here today to talk to us about how to transform your kitchen on a budget when preparing your home for sale. Welcome, Dean. How are you today? Great. Thanks for having us on again. Oh, lovely having you on all the time. Now, we're getting into spring You and, you know, are you feeling it's going to be a busy, you know, spring this year? I am. I am. I've noticed it's picked up. Um, we've gone through winter and um, I've noticed, yeah, with the interest tra- changes and um, there's a bit of movement out there and I think it's going to be a big spring. Getting into today's uh, topic, which is transforming your kitchen on a budget when you want to sell. Um now, I guess those who would want to tart up their kitchen for sale would be looking to sell in 2023, about now. But for those who aren't sure if their kitchen needs some attention, what are the signs of a tired kitchen? So signs of a tired kitchen could be um, a number of things. It could be um, some melamine shelving or the shelving internally, you know, getting a bit of water damage and scuffed from um, you know, the crockery and cutlery going in and out. Um, it could be door fronts chipped. Uh, there could be some moulding issues with silicon corking. There could be some scratches in the sink and there could be um, you know, some splashback damage. Um, yeah. Often maybe even appliances are a bit run down as well. So when, when, when we are refreshing a kitchen um, and people don't want to go the full hog and um, you know, replace all the cabinetry and do um, you know, new bench tops and new appliances, um, we often do um, you know, maybe new door fronts or a new splashback or a stone overlay over the bench top. Now, this yeah. can include um, you know, new tapware and a new sink and new appliances. Even yeah. just doing new door handles can give it a fresh look. So it, it often is um, easier to perform because uh, the products are available off the shelf as opposed to waiting for cabinetry. Um, yeah. And um, you'd often spend you know, maybe one third of the price doing it. Yeah. So basically, you know, keep the same function of the kitchen, just give it a bit of a cosmetic overhaul. Exactly. It's a cosmetic overhaul. Uh, you know, you can change appliances out where you might upgrade appliances or, you know, if it, depending yeah. on how dated the kitchen is, you know, 2022 um, technologies with range hoods and, um, you know, cooking equipment uh, has changed a lot. So you, you'll get improvements there. Um, and from a, a design point as well, um, you know, it could be depending on 
the property's aesthetics and design, but you know, there's a lot of matte black or um, you know, champagne, um, you know, gooseneck taps going in, which is just a yeah. bit of a design feature. Oh yes, we all want to have a gooseneck tap, but they're all fun. No. But it's splashing everybody. <laughs> now, um, how obviously we've just talked about some ways of cosmetically enhancing um, a kitchen. Now, what's the cheapest way of you know doing anything? Like, I guess changing door handles is probably the the least you'd want to do. The the, the most uh, I guess cost effective um, transformation would have to be. Um, painting door fronts, painting bench tops and changing um, door handles over and the tapware. That, yeah. that is the most cost-effective basic way to get a noticeable change. Yeah. From there, you probably start looking at changing your appliances and then it could be you start looking at changing and replacing um, you know, bench tops and door fronts altogether. Yeah. In terms of replacing appliances, obviously it all depends on how old they are, if they're in working condition, you know, do we think about really giving them a bit of a, a proper clean versus replacing them? If they're functioning and it's just more of their, um, you know, I call it used and maybe have a bit of oil on them, you can have them cleaned. Um, I guess if they're functioning and you're looking at selling a house and they're clean, then that ticks the box and it's it's good for the potential buyer to know that they can come in and actually start using the kitchen as it's meant to be used for. Um, yeah. But if they don't function, I think that's where when you're selling a kitchen, if, if it's not functioning, if you're selling a house and in that kitchen the appliances are not functioning, there's a little bit of a message we're sending the potential buyer. So I think that could hurt at sale value. Um, mm. So I would suggest replacing them. And there's cost-effective appliances out there. You don't have to go oh, to the yeah. brands. It could be a, you know, a, just a standard brand that's available yeah. off the shelf from your Bunningses or your good guys, um, yeah, and have them changed over. Like a lot, I see a lot of kitchens where they have you know stainless steel appliances which may be ten years old, and then they have this you know daggy white dish legs dishwasher that you know it'd be like be consistent. Have them all stainless steel. It costs five hundred dollars for a Bellini Euro Chef. Yeah. There's a yeah Bellini. Yeah. yeah, there's a few brands out there that are very cost effective that are great for just looking new and, and they yeah. function they might not have the best energy rating but your presentation of your kitchen should be yeah uniformed and if yeah. things are looking a bit tired and people you don't want to give people the thought that they need to replace all the appliances that are going to buy this house and then the kitchen doesn't work yeah and it also shows that you've put some thought into it you know you've thought okay well I want some consistency you haven't just gone I know the kitchen needs to be fully taken away sort of thing but you know I'll just we'll replace the dishwasher or we'll you know it it just means that you're thinking about the the buyer and their needs is it worthwhile um, like investing in one big item like converting the laminate bench tops to a stone bench top or adding high end appliances creating more appeal or would it essentially look at a place on, say, we're talking a, like it could be anything from a, a 50s kitchen to a, you know, 80s kitchen? I think the, I think the one big item is not ideal because it, it might actually show off that you might have the latest and greatest bench tops, but all of the cabinetry and handle and appliances are actually dated. But the, the bench top, yeah. big ticket, an expensive item and a luxury piece. I think it's, the, the better advice would be 
to share, spread that budget across the whole kitchen so that it all comes up a little bit yeah. at one standard. We don't want to go uh, something yeah. in that's amazing that then shows off other things in, in the kitchen that are not and therefore having an advert effect. Mm. So I think that it's um, yeah. it's important to spread the budget across uh, you know, the, the whole kitchen makeover. Yeah, definitely. Now, realistically, if I had a budget of $5,000 to do up a kitchen for selling my house, where should I spend? Well, <clears throat> depending on what the kitchen needs, but um, <clears throat> it could be um, you know, appliances, yeah. a tap and some door handles. Um, it could be... So you could, you could get a whole suite of appliances for yeah, a couple yeah, of grand. absolutely. You can, yeah. There's um, the brands we've mentioned just before. Um, they often have like a Rangewood oven cooktop kit, uh, and it could be around two grand. By the time we've had them installed, you know, it could be um, three thousand dollars. And then there's two thousand dollars to maybe do a tiled splashback and some new handles and perhaps a new kitchen sink um, and um, and tap. <clears throat> and that that would be a, a good noticeable change in any um, you know, regular size kitchen. One thing we did recently is we changed the sink hole in our kitchen sink because um, it was starting to look a bit rusty and all that stuff. Ten or fifteen dollars to get this plug hole with you know a new insert plug that you know it sort of can drain or can, you know, and it was like fifteen dollars, and it really transformed the sink. It, it's just as simple as that. Well, that's just the, the waste. The waste on sink can rust out, and you're right. They're a fifteen dollar part that. Just a subtle change like that can make yeah. a big difference. So um, there are really cheap ways. And then I think I saw in Bunnings the other day, like hand, door handle kits of, you know, 20 different door handles, like 20 of the same door handles. You don't have to buy them individually anymore. Yeah. So, well, I'll just buy the whole kit. Yeah, correct. yeah buy, buy the handles. You don't have to buy a handle from a designer store. You can you can definitely buy the handle packs um, that you're talking about. and They're a great option. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm sure there's plenty of ways to make them super cheap when it comes to a, <laughs> a kitchen reno. Cost-savvy. Cost <laughs> yeah, cost-savvy kitchen makeover. Okay, so we're going to have a short break, and after the break we will have a listener's question. Plus, Dean will explain to us how much extra a kitchen update will add value to your home. You're listening to Real Estate Right, and I'm Sue Langada. I'm talking to the dynamic Dean Davis from Emco Property about updating your kitchen before selling your home. So, Dean, what are the benefits of flat pack kitchens? Uh, the benefits of flat pack kitchens are that they can be put together by the owner. Um, they're normally uh, available. So, you know, think Bunnings, think Ikea, you can go down and, and buy your flat pack kitchen, bring it back and, of course, put it together with the, the instructions and, and actually start uh, doing it yourself um, or employing um, someone yeah. from um, you know, Ikea to put it in for you or, or a builder. Um, yeah. So the, the advantages are it's available to you and they're normally um, quite cost-effective. The, the disadvantages are mm. perhaps you are... Uh, um, limited to the shapes and sizes that the flat pack comes in. Most kitchens 
Yes. You can get around that from a design point of view. Perhaps maybe it means that you can have a, a smaller open shelf or a little wine rack to fill a little void. Um, but that is a disadvantage that it can't be customly measured to the millimetre in the environment it's going in. But most people are savvy enough to be able to design around that. Yeah. Now, I'm sure you have seen it as well as I have, um, that some of the flatback kitchens, well, it's not actually the flatback kitchens, Flatback kitchens are perfect. They're awesome kitchens if they're installed properly. So some people don't have those DIY skills to install them properly. Um, So I would definitely recommend a builder or IKEA um, person to come out and install it. The other thing, as you said, by the millimetre, is that a lot of houses, especially older houses, have not quite 90-degree corners. Um. To fit things in, so it's learning how to manipulate the the flat packs yes. to to work those spaces. So it's like a bit of bit of quad here, or a bit of um, you know something to get rid of those gaps. Yeah, I agree. You, you definitely want someone that's installed them, you know, regularly, um, and the handyman, you know, um, carpenters, uh, yeah, the actual installers that. Um, you know, uh, IKEA can put forward because there will be those tricky little points where the wall is slightly running out of, um, you know, um, shape or often with a flat pack kitchen, you might put it um, all flat pack cabinetry and door fronts and handles, but perhaps maybe go with like a custom bench top, which you can cater for the fact that the walls are probably going to be running out, um, depending if it's a brand new home or if it's a renovation. But we, we often do a mixture of the two where it could be some some IKEA cabinetry with a, a Caesar stone or a high-end smart stone um, finish with yeah. a, a designer handle on it. So you've got to think, you know, IKEA, um, you know, they're cutting these kitchens in a big factory that have one of the, I guess, probably elaborate and um, you know, most expensive machineries going in there and they don't want recall. So they are, the, the product itself is actually a great product. It's mm-hmm. just limited sometimes because of the, um, the sizes and the dimensions of uh, the box of the cabinets. Yeah. Um, the other good thing about IKEA kitchens, which a lot of people don't know, is that they have Bloom fittings in them. They label them IKEA, but they are actually coming out of the Bloom fittings mm. factory. And Bloom fittings yeah. are like the best uh, yeah, kitchen hinges and drawer runners and all lots of stuff. Um, but they're labelled as IKEA, which is doing everything a disservice, you know. Yeah. Well, I think IKEA and Bloom have a great relationship. They and like do. I said, they're, they're, they're cutting, they're cutting the, uh, the cabinetry in big warehouses with the latest and greatest technology. So it is actually a really good product. It's just more when it comes to customising mm-hmm. um, or a customised colour or a shape or a style that maybe IKEA are not running with versus, you know, your Polytex. There's been a lot of your shaker or fluted doors or yeah. beveled doors or concaved kind of styles, whereas IKEA are, are probably limited to running with maybe lesser um, variety of, of, of door fronts. Yeah, definitely. Now, here's our listener question. Rebecca from Glen Waverley has had her original 80s Blackwood kitchen for 40 years. She has $20,000 to spend 
would it be better to put in a new flat pack kitchen or keep the bones of her original kitchen, which is quality? Like Blackwood is a really amazing quality kitchen or, and give it a facelift. What would you do? You're, you're right. Blackwood kitchens have got high quality. So the door handles um, come off and it might be that the, the door fronts get um, painted. We, we often take them away and have them uh, two-packed and baked and then returned. So it might actually be that the, the colour's dated but the quality's there. So that's another option as well to paint. You might then also add a little bit of um, you know, flat pack. There could be some open shelves or a cantilevered shelf or something like that. So you can util- utilise a little bit of that technology from a, a flat pack's point of view. Uh, and then probably look at the appliances, um, splashback and, and tapware and, and door handles. I'm sure you've seen it in a lot of kitchens now, but there's a lot of two-tone going on. So would you keep maybe the black wood in the top and then make maybe you have white at the bottom or something or yeah i guess it does come down to personal taste however from a selling point of view if you the kitchen cabinetry are all one color it's going to look bigger feel less um less busy um and basically it's going to photo better as well so we we often um just kind of keep it quite plain and quite neutral um, when we're renovating a kitchen to sell but if it's a renovation for for someone that's you know, living in the house, just go with what they, their, their, their personal yeah. tastes. At the end of the day, they're in everyday cooking. Um, they need to be comfortable in that, uh, in yeah, that space. Beautiful. Now, the big question, how much more for your property should you expect from updating your kitchen for the sale of your home? Can you give us a percentage? I think it's hard to work on percentages, but when we are doing um, kitchen renovations or, or any little renovations in a house, we're looking to spend a dollar and, and, and strive to get back, you know, two to three dollars. I think um, spending twenty thousand dollars in Rebecca's case, for example, in her kitchen, well, it might get back forty, fifty because the potential buyer coming in doesn't devalue the property. Yeah. So we, we talk sometimes about adding value through the buyer not negotiating a you know a lesser price because they feel they have to go in and rip the kitchen out and renovate it. So I think. Um, you know, spending a dollar getting back two or three or spending a dollar to stop people devaluing and having people coming to your property and and, and being interested in and bidding at your uh, bidding or private negotiation and not giving them, I guess, ammunition to devalue is, is sometimes what is just as um, just as good as, as adding um, uh, the, the top end prices is stopping someone going yeah. downwards. Yeah, well, that's that's true. Most people don't think of that, do they? They don't think of the devaluation of their property because, you know, once a building inspector comes in and says, oh, look, the kitchen's a bit dated, you know, they're, you know and I pull, you know, open up one door and it fell off its hinges, you know, it's just sitting there or, or something like that, you know, they're going to say, well, you know, we'll need to spend 20, 30, 40 grand on the kitchen reno and all of a sudden your million-dollar property is now 950. Mm. Yeah, correct. But could even lose a buyer completely, which might be even more expensive at auction if you lose interested buyers because the other house has a kitchen that's fully functioning and um, perhaps maybe the purchaser doesn't want to go to the effort of having to buy the house and then quickly renovate the kitchen. Maybe they don't, um, they've never done it before or they're they're, concerned that it will be a blowout cost. They might actually just lose uh, interest in the property altogether, which would be devastating not having competition at an auction or competition when private negotiating. So I think um, there are you know, things to think about when we are doing these renovations. Mm. We might be spending a dollar and only maybe hitting getting back $2, mm. but you're actually not 
devaluing the property. Exactly, yeah. Sound advice. Now, the next big question. Knowing it's hard to get trades at the moment and some supplies, what's a realistic time frame to update your kitchen? Um, I think a realistic time uh, that we're working on at the moment would be probably two to three weeks. Okay. Um, we we are a company that has our employees, um, sorry, employed full-time with us. Mm-hmm. So we can move our cabinet makers, our carpenters, handymen, painters around quickly. Mm-hmm. I think if you're working with... Um, you know, a company that maybe contracts their staff out, it could be kind of six to eight weeks. Mm. Um, it's a real depends. So I, I guess when thinking of doing these type of renovations, it's almost like the, the next thing you thought is, is what am I needing to do? And then who's the most um, uh, preferred uh, company to work with to, to get these renovations done? Because you're right, there, there is a lack of trades um, and there is um, often weights on... Um, product at the moment mm. um, and that's the thing the beauty of MCO property is that you are purely to help people who are in that real estate market so you're you know you're definitely one of those companies that are you know on the ball because they know you've got tight deadlines yeah absolutely so we've developed our model for both pre and post sale yeah. um, but it means all of our staff are you know, on wages, so they're available. Um, we are definitely working on the quick turnarounds with real estate agents and vendors and buyers advocates yeah. where they, they need something now because they don't want to miss a certain point of the market or potentially they've purchased. Um, and once they've purchased, they need to quickly look at selling their existing asset um, because of you know, bridging finances or loans. So the, the importance of picking, um, you know, I guess, the correct company to complete these pre-sale renovations for you versus perhaps maybe just a handyman that doesn't understand the concept of a pre-sale renovation and that the, you know, time is is very important to turn these type of renovations around when selling. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Now, the last of the big questions, how can MCO Property help? MCO Property can help um, by coming out to the property and giving some consultancy advice and uh, and then if we go forward, um, you know, we can do some selections in our own showrooms, um, which is, again, in 13 Rope Street, Moorabbin. Yeah. Um, and, and then we can physically come out and, and then install. We can do the work. So we, we're that one-stop shop of your consulting, design, quoting and actually yeah, doing and delivering. Yeah. Um, often we discuss, um, you know, the circumstances and the timeline you've got and what we recommend, um, you know, to people to do in their kitchens is all slightly different. And we've covered a few today. Um, there might be, you know, some dropped floors that need, um, you know, straightening. So uh, every house pre-sale renovation is slightly different, especially when it comes to kitchens. Sounds good. What's the best way for our listeners to get in contact with you? Uh, they can go to our website, which is um, www.mcoproperty.com.au. Uh, there's yep. a contact, uh, get in contact form there. There's phone numbers on site. Uh, they're more than welcome to just come to our showroom. Uh, it is open Monday through to Saturday afternoon, approximately 2 p.m. we close, where we have um, yeah. a, a trade uh, concept showroom where we have all of the stones and door fronts and paints uh, on display. So if you, you want to do it yourself, we're more than happy to help mentor uh, you through that. Yeah, sounds good. You also have Instagram 
and uh, Facebook, don't you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we've got Instagram, Facebook. Uh, we're developing a Pinterest page at the moment. So um, through all the normal yeah. social uh, channels, you can, you can reach out. Yeah, sounds good. Thanks again, Dean. And we will have all your details in our show notes and through our social media. Thanks for coming on. No worries. Thanks for having me. Thanks. And next week we have our next case study. We talked to a previous display home consultant, Bo, who actually built his own home using a different company from the one he works with and individualised his home to suit his needs. With so many house and land package companies out there, we thought it would be nice to know that you can individualise your home with a display home builder. And Bo is going to tell us his story about his process. So don't miss it. Real Estate Right is produced by Real Copyright, one of Melbourne's leading real estate copywriting companies, and is written, hosted, and produced by me, Sue Langada, with the support of my production and social media assistant, Lisa Fisher. All information given on this podcast is a guide only and delivered to help you understand the intricacies that can happen in real estate. We recommend that you get professional advice that is designed for your own personal circumstances. We would like to thank Podbean for hosting this podcast, Premium Beat for their music, Francis Morello for his voiceover, and Zoom for the recording. If you have a real estate story that is inspiring or a great how-to tip, please contact Lisa on 5977-889 to find out how you can be a guest on Real Estate Right in 2022. If you would like to know more about our copywriting services, please email Lisa at orders at realcopyright.com.au. Thank you for listening to Real Estate Right. It's where buyers, sellers, renters and investors get their real estate right. Right.